lore heads, and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. <laughs> I didn't realize you were going to start right up. <laughs> I did that on purpose. And my name is Mark. <laughs> and John's drinking whiskey. It was mid-drink. <laughs> yep. And today we're talking about the Blade Dancer Aurelia, who was released November 16th, 2010. Well, the first Aurelia was. I feel like yeah. she's been redone so much. Right. I don't even know her anymore. Yeah. yeah. Was the, when was the last big <laughs> rework? Was it like 2018? I think that's when they released like this the the re-release cinematic for her. Mm. That feels about right. Yeah. <laughs> the champion reveal. Let us introduce you to this brand new character. Have you heard of her? <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna do it again. Apparently. God, I can't figure fucking, out Aurelia. It is wild how big of a fucking problem balancing her is for them. <laughs> I don't know. It's really funny to me that they just like right. It's like Rise. Her and Rise are really funny to me. I don't know. No, something about them. Yeah, yeah. I was um afraid I was gonna have some bias going into this because I so despise playing against Aurelia that I had a little bit of like fuck you right away. <laughs> did it? Did it taint your reading? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like but it I did. didn't feel I didn't feel much for her at any point. I think, although I'll hmm. say, okay, so Aurelia has just on the Riot Universe page a bio, a short story, and a video of her rework. That's the only video they decided to attach, despite her being featured in several videos, right? Including arguably the best cinematic, at least top two, the Awaken one, yeah, the Dominion cinematic, <laughs> the Dominion. <laughs> so good they couldn't release it. <laughs> rework really. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that is but, weird, um, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, we'll get into the bio in a minute, but I didn't realize that her whole shtick was like she dance fights. Yeah. Because I don't get that from her gameplay. Maybe I need to pay more attention to her because I'm always just screaming while I run away from Aurelia. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't always the case, right? Like that wasn't the, was that the case back in the like pre. Like, original Aurelia? I know she controlled the blades, but was it, like, a dance thing? It was not. And don't yeah. you worry. Oh. I've got some info about it. Cannot wait. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, because I, I kind of agree with you, actually. I like the idea of it. It makes me think yeah. of, like, a Camille, I guess. Um, and I would like to see them, two have a little thing, I guess. Just in terms of, like, <laughs> maybe an action piece would be fun, because they're both doing... They both fight in that kind of way. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't read in her gameplay, I don't think. No. Does uh does anyone have some fun quotes? Oh fuck! Uh, I didn't even listen to her. Oh, I didn't. I didn't either. I can't do it at all. Um, I I did. She does have fun quotes. She's got a lot of vo. I liked one that was like, "I've never I've never killed a person, just a lot of Noxians." This is like, yeah, oh like, shit, I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, although. I mean, technically untrue. She's she's killed a lot of Ionians, too. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> my blade is at your service. That was my impression. Was it good? Oh, god damn. It was like she oh, was wow. right here. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know what... I was trying to think of what she sounded like. I know that she yells stuff at me sometimes right before I die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will cut you down. <laughs> Ionia! Something like that. I think she yells at it sometimes some point like garen i'm about to cut your wind w wait N not like that i bet i meant my blades are going to never mind she has a fart joke quote you bet she does and <laughs> i had to write quotes. that shit down 
Why? It's to Jana. Everything yeah. about Aurelia is so serious, and then she has this fart joke quote. You can't yeah. be a successful champion without a fart joke or two. That's what I've learned in my Olaf experience. Releases wind from every orifice of yeah, his they body. They were channeling that in the uh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's why the the event was bad because Aurelia should have had the uh, the fart joke, right? In keeping with the character, and she could have blown the mist away. <laughs> Man, okay, that's somebody. Somebody has now written thinking that. of a different kind of joke. <laughs> uh, so, who wants to take us into the bio? I uh, I can do it. I I got the notes on it. Um, it's kind of a long bio. Uh, it's like over. Uh, I didn't count the number of timers, but it's like seven hundred and fifty words. It's kind of a long one for how these that's normally so- go. I was just going to be like, this wasn't long at all, but after I guess like Heimerdinger and everything, like this was a novella comparatively. <laughs> Well, normally the ones that we look at kind of clock in around maybe like between 300 and 500, 550 kind of. Oh, so on the 750 okay. is kind of tipping it, I kind of hmm. find. Um, and it it's like a full, it's like a full robust backstory, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It kind of feels yeah. its length. Um, anyway, so to summarize it, her full name, that's we get her full name is, is uh, how would y'all say this? Zan Aurelia? Yes, either, either Zan or Zan. I'm not sure. One of the two yeah. probably... Hmm blew my fucking mind that her I, name's I, Aurelia. I had no idea <laughs> that she had a first name or that Aurelia wasn't her first name I guess well I think it's well, done in that her go ahead Rebecca her province was she was from like the Zahn province okay yeah I was gonna say cause they call like isn't like, it the Zahn family it's gotta, be, Zahn it's family? gotta be Zahn right they wouldn't put Zahn and then Zahn spelled a different way so it's gotta be oh, Zahn, Zahn. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> yeah I think it's Zahn there's a character on Farscape called Zahn so that's all I can read it as but uh mm. but yeah you're right Rebecca that it's that's the family name the surname yeah. is the first one so it really is still yeah. kind of how we would think of a first name it just comes second her, <laughs> yeah I don't know what you would call that but yeah I know there's probably a word for it. Anyway, so that's her mm-hmm. full name. We've learned deep lore bombs going off. Um, <laughs> so she grew up grew up in the, her province with her family, like a coastal province, I think. And she grew up learning and and loving to study the traditional Ionian silk dances. And she ends up going to study the dances at the the placidium, the placidium, sorry, the placenta mm-hmm. <laughs> at Navori. Well, no, Mark, she doesn't go to the placenta. <laughs> you don't know she that she comes from the placenta. <laughs> <laughs> I know how babies are made. That sounded right. Different. Okay. Any, anyways, she goes to co- to study dance at the conservatory. All right, that's what she goes to do. Um, like and then the first, her. yeah, the first knocks she comes from the placenta. <laughs> exactly. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to let you get through this bio. It's fine. It's fine. It's my fault. Right? I shouldn't have talked about placentas. Anyway. <laughs> So she's a, she's a young kid. The Noxians invade, and her her family home is kind of laid waste to, and her family's killed. And during that, her crest, the the Zan family crest, is shattered by this Noxian called Admiral Ducal. Uh, and in that moment, she kind of channels. She she starts to do the dance fighting. Is when she suddenly kind of channels the spirit of Ionia, and you know uses the 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 shards of the family crest to cut down some Noxians and run away. And she ends up joining the Ionian resistance. She, you know, helps defend the Placidium years later against Swain, who was trying to set a trap, but she, you know, she manages to get free and cut his hand off, and that kind of signals the the turnaround of the the whole war. And eventually, there they they win to a degree at least, and kind of sh- throw the Noxians off most of their shores. And you know, Aurelia at this point is now like this very famous, 
leader of Ionian military efforts and is kind of now stuck dealing with the aftermath where there's various factions kind of trying to figure out how to go, how to move forward. And everyone is kind of looking to her and that's, you know, the setup for her character essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I really didn't know anything about Aurelia. I didn't know that she fought with like the broken shards of her family crest that she like can, I knew she could hover them around her because I watched her kill me with them so many times, (laughs) but I didn't know what they were. Yeah, it makes it even weirder that she replaced him with some sentinel weapons. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. You guys did talk about that kind of, but yeah, that's. I don't. I don't think she would do that. At yeah, least not so it, quickly. Yeah, it does. I mean, we don't know the mechanics of how the the blade dancing works, but it there seems to be a very strong connection, right? So it's just weird that they just have these other weapons, right? Because on top of not just being like a bunch of shards that you would you know fling around with blade dancing they have to be the relic weapons too that stop the ghosts or the ghouls or whatever whatever it doesn't make sense <laughs> just another thing like everything else in that event it doesn't make sense i yeah. uh, i did notice immediately that general ducal is clearly no general cyrus if general cyrus had taken over this village he would have tried to recruit aurelia for sure <laughs> it's honestly a fair point That's yeah true. Yeah, she wasn't there. I guess to be fair, she she is be- she's at remember she's studying at the conservatory when she hears that this has happened. So she comes to to see what's going on. Was she does come back that. though when they almost kill her? Like yeah. they order her killed when she tries to fight them. Yeah, because she came back and her family was dead. So she's like, "I'm gonna fucking get y'all," and they're like, "All right, let's kill this one too." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting seeing Noxus as a villain again because I think it's been a little while since we've been on that side of it because even in Garen's story I was like eh, you know what I mean like, <laughs> like I understood it was from his point of view but but I wasn't seeing Noxus as like truly evil but in in this space they're about to kill a child after murdering her family that's pretty villainous yeah, yeah. for sure and mo- I, I, and I like, totally got that and like especially in this version of the story like they're they're specifically a very like pacifist family like it's not like Mm -hmm. this blade it's not like this dancing had been used for like blade fighting in the past and she had been training to blade fight it was like a very pacifist thing and it was basically just that they wanted to use you know their family home as a quarters for their troops and like oh well i guess we got to murder these folks they they don't seem to be happy about this at all Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, you know, I guess it's interesting to note is that it talks about her joining the resistance before she can do the blade dancing, and it's just they're doing the dances as like a, I guess, like morale boost. I don't know, just yeah, to kind of preserve like, that piece of the culture. She'd be like the drummer in the war. You yeah, know? that's <laughs> like exactly what I was band. thinking. <laughs> She's a guitar but, um, player in Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> that would, man, you could definitely make that work with uh with this whole blade dancing thing, and it would be cool to see more of that depicted somewhere honestly yeah but uh i did like the line that was like with this victory this victory ensured that everyone in ionia knew the name of zan aurelia and he was like i had no fucking clue her name was (laughs) (laughs) well you're not in ionia (laughs) fair fair (laughs) but yeah yeah that's pretty funny i don't know um i think this has a lot of potential i was really surprised at how little she has written for her i guess i would say because i think there's a lot like this is a whole arc for a character and i thought it was really neat the idea of okay we're gonna start telling the story after this whole arc has gone on and it's gonna start (laughs) here where she's no like i was like okay that's cool and i really want to see more of what aurelia does but she's only got a little side story 
Yeah, this is something that honestly, like, I would I would read like this novella. I think I feel like there's yeah. a good novella here. I mean, in general, I find Ionia more interesting than like Demacia. Oh, for so sure. anything with magic is more interesting yeah. than things without <laughs> <laughs> than things that ban it. <laughs> sure, I I think really, like I said, she's maybe the most potential of of like a lot of the characters that we've gone through who hasn't been capitalized on because she's in a really yeah. integral part of the the whole conflict and um like i said i think there's just a really there's a lot of cool stories you could definitely tell with this character and how she's positioned and it seems a damn shame that she just doesn't do much yeah she's in a really she's a really classic setup for a story that it seems like riot would really like so i'm um you know surprised they haven't done more because there's a lot of tropes in here that are really classic and tropes for a reason and that and they're just kind of sitting there <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love the imagery too by the way near the end when she is at, at the 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 stand of the placidium i guess it was called when it said a dozen of swain's veterans fell sowing chaos in their ranks as the other captives joined her before she struck down the general himself the sight of this rebellious girl hefting his severed arm over her head would be the turning point of the war. I just love the the imagery of her just cutting off <laughs> Swain's arm and they're like... <laughs> they should have put that was, in that little video. I wasn't picturing it so caveman-esque. Mm, I was. <laughs> I was picturing it more like... um like Lilo and Stitch, like something he might do or one of them might do, like a kind of wacky, mm. like, yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> Try to think which one's worse. <laughs> this girl power scream, you know. I was imagining her tying the arm onto one of her blades and then oh. swinging it and hitting Swain no. in the face with his own arm and oh. being like, why Stop are you hitting yourself? <laughs> this is why you laughed at the fart jokes in her quote. <laughs> because I have a great sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> I like the caveman Aurelia set up. It's like 2001 Space Pretty Odyssey. Good. Like she's a, the ape that picked up the bone and it's just <laughs> She summons Nar with the power up. <laughs> Man. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. great. You have one other note under the bio. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the it's the feeling I got through the because we we mentioned she became kind of a sign of the rebellion, but ultimately she's not she's not as interested. Like her her ultimate goal, all things all things considered, if she could just dance, she would be happy. <laughs> and I got just a very like I just want to dance. <laughs> I just want to do a little dance. <laughs> No boys, no boys tonight. I just want to dance it out. I just want to dance it out. <laughs> wow, guys. That's, Mark, that's, that was a very specifically old what I was thinking of when I wrote that down, for the record. That is some, so like, I'm glad. 2001 <laughs> Dane Cook right there. Oh, I just man. want to stand in a circle around our pocketbooks and shoes. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Shit. Mm. Okay, we're so fucking old. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah anyway the short story yeah sure so she is in stains on a name which is also by john o'brien her bio is also from john Mm o'brien and i'm gonna let mark or rebecca handle this one too because i have so much old lore and you should have got to get through yeah you were doing the art the archaeology that's the word i'm looking for yeah (laughs) yeah that's fine Home keeper desolates over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's your skin. All right. 
what happens in this one? This one's actually pretty short. Um, it's kind of a it shame is. that it's so mm-hmm. short. Uh, but it, it does open with her, uh, Aurelia, kind of having vanquished this assassin who was another Ionian, kind of like you mentioned at the start. Um, and he is, he's not dead. He's he's like telling her, like, you know, finish me. And um, reluctantly, but ultimately she does kill him. Uh, and then it just deals with her, follows her kind of cleaning off the blades and reflecting on, you know, where she's at now versus how things all started. Uh, and then taking the body of the man she killed up to be buried and interacting with this uh, this old woman who's there and, and kind of talking about how, you know, the, the the ways that used to work for, you know, Ionia as a whole kind of maybe won't work going forward, even if it means kind of having to resort to, to violence and things that maybe they would not have done in the past. And that's really, it's a pretty short thing. I loved this old lady. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. I wish more people had her perspective. She So her quote is, but the world's a different place now. What worked then don't work today. No point dwelling on it. See there? She's trying to open a nut at this point, and she had to use a knife. Uh, See there? Used to be able to open these with my hands alone. Now I need a knife. The young me would have fretted about it, damaging the nut like that. But that me don't matter, because she don't have to live in the here and now. I uh, yeah, I feel like we could solve so many problems in the world if people would just give up on outdated shit that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so you go, sure. old Ionian. Look at her living in the present. Hell yeah. <laughs> this was okay. It was... I, I don't even know if it was what I expected. I don't really know what I... I think I expected a short story about something that we already saw with Aurelia, so I'm glad, I'm glad that we didn't get that. But I was mostly just like confused why was this ionian trying to kill her do we so this actually apparently happens a lot uh the navori brotherhood kind of wanted her to be their leader but they're kind of an extremist sure group and she was not all about it um so i mean she's she does kind of like lead a resistance but not quite as extreme as the navori brotherhood wants so the navori brotherhood is all about killing her uh, mm. To get her out of the way, yeah. God, okay. So they send assassins after her apparently all the fucking time. <laughs> if yeah. we can't have you, no one can. <laughs> yeah, essentially. I think they also there's probably some overlap between them and uh, Zed's boys, the uh, the Order of Shadow, which I'm sure influences <laughs> some of that too. But the Zed's boys club. <laughs> <laughs> they got a no treehouse. Really is allowed. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I did like um, the idea of her cleaning off all the little shards. I didn't really think about that, that she had to clean them off. Mm. Icky. Yeah. I do I do <laughs> also like, I think a lot of the, um, I don't know, I guess when I envisioned a lot of the dancing to control the blades, in my head it was more full body, but then seeing that she could control them pretty precisely using just her hands, if I were Aurelia, I would straight up, be like Magneto all the time, just like <laughs> sitting on my blades and just like waving my hands to make them carry me around. <laughs> I feel like that image is not as impactful when it's her like helicopter, like whirly gigging around with, with her blades or whatever. It's not being yeah. respectful to the crest. Yeah. The- just stand on her family or sit on her family crest. <laughs> it's well, spinning. She's that's hovering. Why, that's why I would not be a successful Aurelia. <laughs> Mm. How'd you feel about know. this story, Mark? Uh, I thought it was. I I, I liked it. I, I 
And you know what I liked is I, it's one of the stories where it, there's not just a bunch of action going on, and I think yeah. Riot finds success when they're t- they're telling stories that ha- in takes take place in the spaces around the action, right? Especially with characters like Aurelia. It's 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 just very short, I think, and I kind of just like I said, I would want a lot more from her um, or about her. So it's, yeah. it's I do fine. like too that you get you get all three perspectives of what Ionia thinks about Aurelia in this story. Mm-hmm. You get the Brotherhood, who thinks she's not extreme enough and they're trying to kill her. You get the purest Ionian, who's upset to even be around her and doesn't want her comforting because she's responsible for all the violence on Ionia. And you get this old lady who's like, yeah, it sucks, but like, this is this is what, this is where we are right now, so let's do the best with what we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of get all the different points of views about Aurelia in this one story which I like mm. yeah definitely yeah I don't really have have any complaints I think if not, if anything else it just it feels its length in that if you can feel how short it is and it's like I would like more time to kind of explore a lot of those perspectives and what it means for Aurelia and what she's going through um, so I guess that's kind of my biggest thing with it yeah, I think that's where I got confused. It was kind of like Whiplash. I'm like, why is this old man mad at her now? They were trying to kill her. Was she just supposed <laughs> to let them assassinate her? I don't understand. Mm. I think, yeah. I, don't, I don't even, I don't think that the old man knew that she, it was someone that had been assassinated. She had carried oh. his body quite a while to bury it. I think he was just by the burial grounds where oh. he had probably buried someone in his family that died as a result of the resistance that Aurelia was leading. Wow. Yeah. Okay, old man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know what Aurelia reminds me a lot of. Not so specific to this. Sorry. Um, you ever watch Deep Space Nine? No, not really. Uh, okay, it's not gonna land. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Well, it, it, I'm, sorry. I'm sure some of, of our Kira. viewers have though. So yeah. So hit us with it. Well, it reminds me a lot of Kira. Um, again, character who's in a, who has spent a bunch of time in a, in a resistance kind of state and is now dealing with the aftermath of of that. Um, it. I don't know. If you like DS9 or Star Trek, go watch it. I think that it's interesting, the similarities between the two. But uh, that's all. Is she the one that had kind of the spotted skin? No, that's uh, Dax. Uh, mm, I'm so yeah. close. She's got a nose prosthetic. She's like one of the, the classic Star Trek. Ah, like, oh, human with okay, a nose all right. I know that one. All right, sure. all right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah. So, interestingly enough, uh, Aurelia is also part of a comic which is not linked on universe and it is technically not considered canon though most of the contents in it still seem canon the comic was called the blade dancer basically it starts just like stains on a name starts uh she's fighting an assassin (laughs) and uh they have kind of a big monologue about how they have to kill her and she has to kill him instead and she goes to the river to wash her blades and laments that she'll never be able to wash the stains from her blades. And then a woman named Dara comes and tells her how much she looks up to her and what a hero she is to those she protects and not to lose herself in regret. Um, The comic itself ends kind of abruptly, but we do actually get a lot of Aurelia basically monologuing in her head about the toll that all of this is taking on her and what she'd rather be doing and and how she doesn't want to be a symbol and um it was a it was an interesting story uh i looked up dara afterwards because i I wanted to see if she came up again we haven't made it this far but we're about to uh dara is karma's first name (laughs) 
Oh. Yeah. I did know um, that, actually, yeah. Dara Karma? Yeah, so... Dara's Karma's real name, I guess, would be better. Yeah, I was going to say, is it more like a... Of, no, yeah. I like Dara Karma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that, I mean, that could be why this is listed as not canon anymore. Maybe they didn't want Dara to have had this type of interaction with Aurelia. To be fair, it it doesn't look exactly like Karma. I feel like you could just say that this is a person named Dara. I'm sure it's not that uncommon a name in Ionia. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Ionia's John. <laughs> uh, um. But, yeah, I I actually liked this. I thought it gave a good introspective look at uh, Aurelia and kind of what she's dealing with as she's washing the blood off the blades and and also a good look at how how a lot of people in Ionia do look up to her. Man, I missed this, actually. I think that's a... I was pulling it up as you are talking about it, and I'm going to have to go look at it because I I think the art's real good that I'm just looking at. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um and I don't know I, I'm, I'm surprised I, I, I didn't see this like linked even in the wiki when I was poking around maybe it's in the outdated lore section and I missed it but it looks real cool yeah. so I'll check it out <laughs> yeah where'd you find it John if people wanted to look it, at it it was on the wiki I'm pretty sure it was in the in the old lore section okay. of it maybe that's um, why although hmm. it's not old old lore because I mean I'm gonna get into the old old lore that is very very different this is still technically new Aurelia lore it might just not be perfectly aligned with you know everything else that's now canon weird um, weird because it's so yeah, they interesting do kind of talk about I was just gonna say it's interesting that it seems to be essentially the same as the the short story like the exact same yeah. events essentially <laughs> so why not just link it yeah. I don't know it's strange yeah it's very weird um, we haven't gotten to Soraka yet either, but I know the the comic references Soraka as well. So my other thought was that maybe whatever they're talking about regarding Soraka in that story isn't canon anymore. But either way, I feel like this is still pretty solid Aurelia lore. So I mean, no, I, I think a I lot of seek it out. A lot of things get pulled without. It, it seems like thoughtlessly almost. Yeah, maliciously. Mm. Said, oh, this looks good. I don't <laughs> I wasn't like it. gonna go that dark. <laughs> Very intentionally, <No>. thoughtfully. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a real shame. So those were the only kind of stories she is. I did write down in the principles of strength. She is referenced. The uh, she's called out as the Blade Witch of the Fey Archipelago, which I thought was a cool last mm. name. Yeah, she should go with that. What was that one again? <laughs> the uh, Principles of Strength was that story. It was like the Darius story where they, um, that the the brother and sister from that right. other town. Okay. Yeah. Swain would probably have some nicknames for Aurelia. <laughs> <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, yeah. So she is also part of a few other comics. Uh, I'm not going to get into them in too much detail because one of them is Steadfast Heart, which we talked about a lot for the Ruination <laughs> event. She's in issue four and six. Whatever Her arc here is that she joins up with the Sentinels real fast, despite being Riven being a member already, and then fights some spirits in the final battle against Viego. So you you got um, had all said that Riven was a big part of things that had gone down with Aurelia. Where was she? I didn't see her at all. Not Aurelia's uh, kind of Upbring. So the I got kind of a bit of a timeline here too. When mm-hmm. this all happened, when Aurelia cut off Swain's hand, she was fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know she's young. Um, and in later invasions, I think like um, I mean she's 
whatever now is she's like 24 now i guess <laughs> yeah. um but yeah she wasn't part of this uh invasion she was kind of part of a, a different one i believe right so we never get that from Aurelia's point of view was that from riven's point of view yeah we get it, we get later? the invasion from riven's okay because i was waiting for that yeah. i was like where's the I animosity think, i don't <laughs> yeah i don't think that they had i could be wrong but i don't think they had any sort of direct interact well obviously they, they don't have a direct right. interaction in their backstories it's just riven is known for commit for for being you know what was it the butcher of the bay or something like that so ionians kind of just know her as a villain yeah because okay. it was it was one of the things where a lot of people you know it was a poison attack or whatever a lot of people died on both sides riven's magical blade kept her alive and then she deserted and hid oh. out in ionia a bit so a lot of people in ionia were probably more aware of her hmm as being like the surviving Noxian of the <laughs> attack that <laughs> killed all those people. Hmm. Yeah. Although her her blade does show up unbroken in that um the uh, one other thing that's linked on the universe page which is that defiant blade little rework tra- 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 trailer that's what I'm looking for teaser whatever. <laughs> um but in the the weird kind of etching on what you would call it exactly relief of Noxian soldiers, one of them has that that blade. I don't know if that's supposed to be ribbon or what, or if they have a, if they hand those out. Like I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's like your fourteenth birthday party. Right. <laughs> Everybody gets a sweet ass rune blade. <laughs> now she is also part, and this one is an AU comic, but it's a comic nonetheless. Uh, and it was actually technically only released in China, but a fan translated it into English so that we have the English translation but this is called the Blade Dancing Immortal which is part of the Immortal Journal AU Immortal Journey not journal (laughs) (laughs) I'm still not familiar with which one this is uh yeah this one um this one is kind of the uh I guess mirrored a lot of the what's it called the Journey to the West type storylines oh okay oh Uh, okay so like the Radiant story yeah, it's um, this one is divine, divine Sword Aurelia, for the record. Uh, but it tells the story of Divine Sword Aurelia, who is a demigoddess in this AU, dueling and defeating Enduring Sword Talon, who is a dragon king of the South Seas. Uh, she beats him pretty bad, and in his anger, he lashes out at her after the duel's over. So, in response, she seals his dragon powers inside her own blades and then forces him to live among the mortals. Very anime. It is very anime. <laughs> and in her backing animation for this skin, you can even, like, see the dragon powers that she siphoned from Talon uh, swirling around her and, like, kind of resisting her, too, since they're not hers. Oh, that's neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Goddamn, Aurelia has a lot of skins, huh? She does have a lot of skins. <laughs> She is also part of several cinematics. Uh, We talked a little bit about the Aurelia the Defiant Blade one. This is basically just the champion teaser for the last rework of hers. (laughs) The latest. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The latest in a long line of reworks. (laughs) Um, We don't learn a whole lot new. We just kind of learn more, you know, what we already learned from the bio. She's also part of Awaken, which is super cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this is at the start of the second Noxus Ionian War. And I got a little bit of background actually about the beginning of this cinematic for for context. So the beginning it kind of opens with her uh, holding some glowing petals and there was a bunch of petals rising into the sky. Um, 
apparently that was her actually signaling for help uh, mm. for the upcoming battle. And that's why the big climactic finish at the end where all those other people showed up, like Karma, Yasuo, Akali, and Kennen, um, they were actually responding to her call from the beginning mm. of the video. Hmm. Okay, so it's not like they were just waiting, hanging around, waiting. <laughs> right. <laughs> they weren't okay. there, and then she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so the up to you know the up-to-date Runeterra, where Runeterra is now in canon, I guess, there's another war with Noxus? Is that what's happening? Oh, another, oh, I thought you said Warwick Noxus. I was like, no. what? Yeah, there's another... Yeah. Like, Noxus is officially now trying again with Ionia. They're having another go. They're having another go. Yeah, this was I something that was a win. little unclear to me, was whether that was actively happening now, or is that something mm. that is to happen in the future? Like, I know they're that also... Yeah. They're also attempting the Freljord again, from what we know from Noxus. So they seem a little stretched yeah. thin, y'all. Where are you going? Yeah, which seemed to be their the big issue last time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe they've this got it figured out. This is what happened with Borm Darkwell in the first place. Come on. <laughs> Maybe he's got it figured out. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, this, that's something I would, I'll have to go and poke around to try and find some clarity on. Now, she's also featured in the Phoenix music video, which was the world's 2019 anthem. Uh, this basically shows the story of pro players having to overcome their demons in order to rise to the top. And it is shown by champions basically fighting shadow versions of themselves. The Aurelia bit is Caps, known for his Aurelia. Hmm. And yeah, Aurelia fighting shadow Aurelia. Aurelia wins! <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Otherwise, Caps would have been killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In real life. That's how <laughs> <it is. laughs> uh, It's a bop. You should listen to it. Mm. All their anthems. Um, I'm rock. sure. I'm, sh- I'm sure they have what if they haven't that's fair nobody <laughs> listens to those uh and most importantly she's part of the dominion trailer <laughs> uh this is old pre-work aurelia who her sole role in this trailer is to use her alt to clear a minion wave her old alt and then get killed by a single cassiopeia qe <laughs> combo <laughs> she goes down like a sack of potatoes it's great <laughs> She doesn't even get altered. Yeah. I wish yeah. Aurelia was that easy to take down. Right? <laughs> she's not an AD carry. <laughs> and the final cinematic she's part of is Outsiders, which is a project cinematic. Uh, this is a band of cybernetic castoffs who are planning to infiltrate the city to destroy the entity that created and then abandoned them. The Project Corporation. And this, it's a pretty short cinematic. It's just got a Kali, Aurelia, Jinx, and Pike fighting together. Solid. Woo. Was this pre or post rework? I don't remember. I didn't, I didn't this rewatch this one. Is, mm, is she Pike dancing? would have been post rework, right? Yeah, I'm pretty Pro- sure it's oh, post rework. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're completely right then. Okay. It all mushes together in my brain. I know. And I'm sure Pike is much older than I think, but. <laughs> 20, <laughs> 2012. <laughs> no, stop it. I know he's not that old. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I wrote down a few quotes of hers that I liked. She has a frozen reference in her Frostblade skin. Oh, okay. I was going to say oh, that okay. doesn't really make a lot of sense for her normal skin. <laughs> the cold? Eh, it never bothered me. Cute. <laughs> Fucking cute, right? Uh, she's got a quote to, a- to Aurelian Soul. It just says, 
In Ionia, we have over 200 species of talking dragons. Sorry, not impressed. He's a space dragon, Aurelia. That's shade. <laughs> He's so big. Aurelian soul. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> You're on to something. That's their ship name when they inevitably fall in love. Mm. Hate to love. <laughs> then she has a quote to Bard, too, that's just like, ugh, your songs are impossible to dance to. Oh, God, damn. <laughs> it's true. He's, he's all on that experimental kick. Acid jazz. <laughs> <laughs> he needs his own groovy skin. We don't he does. have enough groovy skins. One. There aren't enough groovy skins. Because there's just the one, I think. We all, God, is that going to be the next Riot super group? Is like a, 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 a jazz <laughs> group? I want like a 23 champion one that's like Parliament Funkadelic. It's just every champion in the fucking games up on stage. Oh, God. That would sound horrible. The Riot Ska Band. <laughs> uh, and then she's got one towards Garion. Garion. Oh, boy. Garelia. Garen. Where she's like, Ionia! <laughs> that's me. If I was you. You do yell Ionia. I think you say something else after it, but Ionia is something. But she, she does say a lot it. of shit about Ionia. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you're just She's obsessed. Big. Ionia bitch. this, Ionia that. <laughs> Ionia, Ionia, Ionia. <laughs> anyway, you want to take us to that old lore or the oh, AUs? Oh boy. Yeah. Let me let me swing you to some old lore. This is John, the next twenty minutes. All you baby. Okay. <clears throat> so her original bio was actually really different. It wasn't like one of these bios where you just like now all of a sudden they're not in the League of Legends. It's just something else. There's a lot changed in her old bio. Uh, so her father was Master Leto, an acclaimed swordsman, and he died to a suspicious disease oh. and left behind his daughter Aurelia, son Zelos, and a unique blade. Oh. Uh, he was kind of like a master swordsman who was, you know, it was claimed that his blades could breathe in your hand. Um, yeah, which sounds kind of gross, but... <laughs> Uh, so following that, Zelos joined the military, but left immediately prior to the Noxus invasion to request aid from Demacia, and Aurelia was charged with protecting the homeland. Now, at the great stand of the Placidium, which still happened, Aurelia wielded her father's sword, which it, she wielded it just like a regular sword, hmm. just like holding in her hand sword. Uh, <laughs> you know, like swords are. Like sword, <laughs> like sword do. <laughs> uh, and rallied the troops. Uh, unfortunately, at some point in the fight, she was Cursed with dark Noxian necromancy. Oh fuck! <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, go on. And can we bring whatever that is back? And as her life faded, Soraka intervened and anchored Aurelia's fading soul to the blade. Oh. So she rose up, and the sword rose with her, and they fought back the invasion with this new floating blade. Huh. And then Aurelia was appointed captain of the guard. And when the defense of her homeland moved to the fields of justice, <laughs> so did she. Okay. That must be why that comic is not linked, I would bet now, is that it has to do with that soul-binding shit that Soraka did, right? Hmm. Or no, well, you read back it. When the, yeah, like, in, in the comic, she still had the... the she's got her current, like, hmm. weapon, like, okay. not the, wow. the weird-ass old sword quad, that just split yeah. into four pieces. Yeah. For no reason. Huh. Interesting. Now... 
Aurelia was also from the time where she got a judgment. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Now, her judgment mental mentions uh, her mantle of decorum, which is something that she used to have floating behind her back, which is considered the highest decoration an Ionian can receive. For reference, Karma still has hers. They're kind of the two that have one of these mantle of decorums. So you can look at current Karma to see what that used to look like. Um, so she lost that in the visual update, but the remake team said that her blades now essentially serve as her mantle of decorum. So canonically, she still has a mantle of decorum. It's just they're them now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you say uh, also, so. Also... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't say so. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Ryan says so. Uh, also, it's definitely implied in, like, back in this old lore that despite the sword kind of being anchored to her soul and her being able to control it, that it has kind of its own sentience. There's a quote from the judgment that said, The capricious swords dart ahead of her to the marble doors, halting beneath the inscription... There, it shivers imperceptibly, emitting a high-pitched whine. Whether because of apprehension or excitement, it is unclear. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of remember this, and I remember thinking uh, that I like that idea kind of more than how it is presented in her current lore. Because I like the idea a lot of the, the swords sort of representing the temptation to overindulge violence, right? And so giving them mm. a, a desire, I think, helps mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and that that's kind of tied to, I guess, her old death animation, too, which mm-hmm. is, like, you know, her swords kind of go into her and seppuku her. Yeah, oh. they freak out and stab her, yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, anyway, in her judgment, she basically finds herself on the roof of her childhood home, where her father, Master Leto, was basically disciplining her for not dodging his blades fast enough. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so he, he attacks, actually, oh my god, I forgot about this, so... He attacks by extending the cloth of his robes, um, which he uses to strike her and grab her from a great distance. It was like that classic like kung fu thing with like the uh, the robe arms that like extend super far yeah. and like used to grapple. And oh mm. god, it oh, makes me cool. really wish that we had like a master Lido champion. Yeah, that's that's really fucking cool. Yeah. Um. So they're fighting. Uh, he basically grabs her and he's about to. He pulls her into him and is about to hit her with a massive roundhouse kick, and Zelos intercepts, and the two of them, Zelos and Aurelia, begin battling Master Leto together like a training exercise. Uh, in the re- in the end, Aurelia is able to kick a blade into Master Leto's chest, uh, and he's like, oh, Aurelia, what have you done? And Aurelia's like, huh, had enough? And Zelos is like, Aurelia, that's really hurt. <laughs> and Aurelia says... Well, he does have a sword sticking out of him. What the fuck? Uh, and then Leto smiled and said, Why do you want to join the League, Aurelia? <laughs> uh, which is something they always say at the end of the Old Judgments. Uh, what is this fever dream? Right, that, that's <laughs> Judgments, Judgment. PB. Uh, and then she says, My home was destroyed because I didn't have the strength to protect it. I will fight to the bitter death before I let something like that happen to Ionia again. And then she does a little anime explanation oh, uh, about hell yeah. how she knew it wasn't really her father because he mm. would have never let her land a blow. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Wow. She also mentioned something wild in this scene where, like, oh, she remembered the scene that... Because essentially the judgments, the, like, summoners would get in your head and try to pull memories and, like, create shit around them. And mm. she's like, I remember 
that moment and it was raining on that roof and you know my father didn't even get wet although his movements were imperceptible to the naked eye okay Damn. all right that is some animation oh, okay. he's like vibrating so fast that he can transmute through walls <laughs> Yeah, okay. I could use a little toning down. I can see, I can see why they didn't cue that part. Take a breath. I can Aurelia. see why we don't have a master Lido champion. OP mm. as fuck. Yeah, like Riot cares about that. <laughs> right. It's interesting I, that the the names like that name Lido and I think even that brother name is mentioned in one of her quotes. Like those seem to have kind of carried through. Oh. Like her dad's name is still yeah. Lido. He's just dead now. Yeah, and she has way more siblings than just zealous yes and they're yeah. all dead they are they're all, all dead, dead. Uh, <laughs> that's rough buddy yeah she uh in fact well this is a fun fact for later but i'll skip ahead because we're on the topic mm-hmm. if she has full stacks of her ionian fervor passive then her next four cues that she casts she'll have a chance of saying all the names of her dead siblings as she's dashing from person oh, to person jesus that's pretty cool that's 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 but like my also, kind of edgy. Yeah. <laughs> no champion needs four fucking dashes, right? Can we take that? <laughs> She's got infinite dashes as long as there's low health people. It's not around. even her ultimate. Mm. Like, are you serious? <laughs> and now, finally, she has several entries in the Journal of Justice. Uh, in issue number sixteen, basically, there's just like a question. They used to do like user submitted questions, and somebody asked if she's heard from her brother since the war. She hasn't. In case you're wondering. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> issue 18 is fucking wild so I don't have the whole context on this but apparently after Noxus invaded Ionia originally there was a challenge to their occupation and uh, through a league match yeah, Noxus won so the league determined no their occupation is legal and oh you can't challenge this occupation God. for 15 years. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, about seven years into the occupation, Aurelia had pretty much had enough, and she garnered support from Demacia and got enough um, attention. And also this was about the time where um, a monk from the Shojin Monastery set himself on fire in protest of the occupation. So finally, the League decided to let them have a rematch. Uh, Now, this rematch in the subsequent Ionian victory is why the Ionian Boots of Lucidity exist in the game. Whoever won that actual match was going to have a item added to the name, added to the game after the region. Um, And it was an actual match that was played between 10 high-level summoners at the time. What? Yeah. So so the history of the lore was in the hands of these high-level summoners. Uh, I looked at the list. I didn't remember most of them, but I do remember Guardsman Bob was fighting for Ionia. (laughs) He was like Roku was fighting for Noxus. Man, that's wild. That's like ancient league names right there. Wow. So they did... Did they have to play Ionian and Noxian yeah. champions, really? Yeah. That's yeah, really fun. I, it could be wrong. I think there were a couple that were not region-specific that got in just to help kind of balance it out. Because I think especially League mm. at the time, if you had just Ionian and just Noxian, you'd have these really warped teams. <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah, there were some unaffiliated, I think. This is where like uh, the whole concept of mercenaries comes in. We're like, oh, Ramus yeah. would show up and play for Nox. Doesn't is it? I think it was the case that oh, he was on the Noxian side because they asked him, and he just said okay because he's Ramus. <laughs> okay. That's all he says. 
But uh, <sighs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't say that. That's how you get conscripted into Noxian army. Oh shit! I don't want to join your army. You don't want me to join your army. I'll make you brownies to eat before you go. But... You are selling yourself, right? Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, that that happened. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, that's we, pretty wild. We do need more like um, just league <laughs> matches to decide. You know, Rune Terra history. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's I love this hilarious. Shit. Because there's a there's a random element to it, like D and D. That's really fun. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I liked when they. I mean, they did that. I mean, not too long ago with the AU stuff, and I think like. If you're doing oh, it in yeah. AU stuff anyway, like, yeah, you might as fucking well. You got nothing on the line hmm. there. Yeah, or that's do it funny. for something that's, like, a little lower stakes, right? Instead of, like, not just <laughs> yeah. Ionia. Yeah. Like, you know, it, that, that, that involve... hostile occupation yeah, of okay. peaceful yeah, people. Exactly. <laughs> this doesn't involve, like, war crimes and shit. Like, <laughs> oh, also, oh, I didn't mention it, but, like, if you read that article, too... The Noxians really try to make it seem like the Ionians are just being huge whiny babies about this. They're like, oh, <laughs> they'll have you believe that they're being mistreated. But this is a legal occupation. They're just really trying to oh. drum up support. This thing is ho- this thing is so Deep Space Nine. I've got to say, uh. if you like any of this crap, you should go watch DS9. It's, it's, guy, the, the 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 fucking Cardassian who are the Noxians in DS9 essentially, they're fucking they got a leader named uh, Dukat, just like they got Admiral Du. Oh shit! Yeah, Du Call or whatever in here. So, damn, there it is. <laughs> so it's this just is just a rip off of Deep Space Nine. Is is League of Legends just a Deep Space Nine fanfic? <laughs> <laughs> Find out. Yeah, maybe. Well, guess we'll have to explore that angle. <laughs> All right, so that's all we that's got wild. for the old lore. Uh, now we've got some AU shit. Let's go. All right. I got of, the skins pulled up. I'm ready. Hell yeah. Mm. She's part of Snowdown Showdown, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, the winter skin line. It's separated into the Poro King Court and the Winterland Inhabitants. Uh, for the record, Aurelia uh, and Annie, who's in this one, weren't actually part of the Snowdown Showdown skin yeah, line. Yeah, these release. are old. <laughs> they were just added in after the fact because they were frost themed and and now there's a Snowdown skin. They didn't so. want to do a frost AU, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is Frostblade Aurelia, an ice sprite hailing from the mythical Winterlands. Aurelia's demeanor is surprisingly stoic considering her mischievous brethren. Despite this, she aspires to one day serve in the court of the Poro King. <laughs> okay. And she's also in Order of the Lotus, which is set in an alternate Ionia where each champion is an Order of the Lotus member. This one's so pretty. People mm. don't play this one enough. They don't. This is, unsurprisingly, Order of the Lotus Aurelia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a chance encounter with the Order of the Lotus changed Aurelia's life forever as she opened her mind to the cosmic cycles of death and rebirth over many human lifetimes. She is still a fierce warrior, but now fights knowing her soul can never truly die. This skin line is basically just Aurelia and Karma, and this is something that Karma kind of already had going on for her. So this is basically just an alternate universe where Aurelia is now also a Karma. Carmelia. Oh man. Come 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 Oh my god. I was I had that song like that song got stuck in my head when we were talking about Karma. I was trying to find a way to work it in, but you nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, now she's also part of Project, 
Among the megastructures and packed streets of a future controlled by global corporations, a shadow war rages between rebellious augmented humans and newly empowered artificial beings. The winners will shape the course of history, and the losers will be forced to evolve. So this skin line is separated into project champions, who are basically just mechanically augmented soldiers that protect project who created them. Uh, Genetic who are augmented champions who have realized that Project sucks and is now fighting to take them down, and the Outsiders, who were champions who were considered failed augmentations by Project, and they were just straight up abandoned and dumped outside the city. So now they're also fighting to take Project down. Uh, And this one is Project Aurelia, who is part of the Outsiders. A Project cast-off who found sanctuary in the lawless wastes, Aurelia has led other outcasts like her as they attempt to survive corporate assassins, murderous old-world technology, and widespread ecological collapse. Knowing Warwick could destroy everything she holds dear, she joins the attack on the city to end Project once and for all. Wait, Warwick? Is he, yeah, is he the so big War- bad Warwick is a, a, a big-powered huh. project. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't. I don't remember that from the the other project skins. <laughs> uh, and there's also a prestige version of this skin. Uh, there are moments when Aurelia and the other outcasts remember who they once were before Project exiled them into a wasteland filled with sandblasted monuments to corporate greed. These memories are fleeting, the last flickering images of a long compromised humanity. Nice, nice and dramatic. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> now she's part of my favorite at you high noon i had no idea she had a high noon skin i didn't either pretty new one it came out in june 2020 so it's about a year old. okay uh now at the height of the industrial revolution travelers began pouring into the untamed west searching for fortune and prosperity among the unknown horrors of cruel and ancient worlds it is a time of brave gun glun gun are you having a stroke? Are you alright? <laughs> it is a time of brave gunslingers <laughs> and rotten scoundrels, inscrutable gods, and savage demons. Got it in one. You can edit that out, right? Uh-huh. I can, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is High Noon Aurelia, a fallen angel who escaped the destruction of heaven, now tainted by ineffable darkness. Aurelia has spent years in hiding. Thus, her return alongside a newly resurrected Senna attests to the presence of powers who would see the heavenly kingdom restored, perhaps for the continued benefit of man, or perhaps for their final damnation. High Noon continues to be metal as hell. Yeah. Still fucking cool. It's a cool looking skin, too. Why don't people play it more? I know, right? Stupid Aurelia players. If I had it, I'd play it. (laughs) Super cool. Uh, she's also part of Sentinels of Light. <laughs> In case you didn't know, oh. the Sentinels of Light are an ancient order of hunters originally formed ancient. on the Blessed uh-huh. Isles. Its members are currently scattered across Runeterra, defending it from the undying wraiths of the Shadow Isles. Where? After defeating Viego, they must now stop Thresh as he's freed himself from the bounds of the Shadow Isles. Just let him. Now, for the record... I, I I didn't know that they were actually doing that last bit. No, me neither. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that they were aware because where they left off, like Thresh was all still in the shadows or whatever. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not sure if they're aware either. But at some point, they will become. That's going to be their next job. Yeah, great. I know we great. had talked about how they have like no goals now, but maybe they'll do that. 
Yeah, <laughs> I hope they don't. So this is Sentinel Relia. After the fall of the Ionian Grand Temple, Aurelia could not stand idly by while her home was ravaged by the Black Mist. Deputized by the Sentinels, she fights the Ruination as one of their comrades, a natural-born leader who understands the threat that ruined karma poses. She will stop at nothing to save the spirit of Ionia. Now, the thing is, though, you're putting this under the AUs. John, this is canon. Yeah... That's, That's a true. damn I'm shame. <laughs> I had forgot that it was canon until you said that. Like, oh, yeah, it's mine that you. Uh, so they just got a fax. Like, oh, fuck, this is canon. Someone remember. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to complain too much about this because I think we've, we've beaten that horse to death. Um, but it is kind of wild Keep that such a crazy, such a crazy big event for this character just kind of like, like happens most essentially off screen, right? Like, you know, yeah. there's no, there's nothing really exploring her grappling with having to like leave Ionia in that state for example that, that, that could be a whole story in and of itself I don't know right All right now we know that she's fighting Noxus in Ionia and she just dipped in the middle of that yeah well John you yeah. didn't have to headbutt the microphone calm down maybe you didn't have to headbutt the <laughs> microphone so, angry. <laughs> uh. so she is also part of Silver Age which is set in a world where each champion what? is a superhero slash villain what and this one is Infiltrator Aurelia what? Using technologically huh. superior cracking devices and hard light blades, Aurelia's nefarious activity is surprisingly hard to follow. She's responsible for a string of heists and high-profile espionage missions. Um, I think the comic book character she's supposed to be here is kind of a Catwoman-type character. Yeah, it looks like oh, okay. it if you look at her skin. First of all, she can get it in the skin. Um, <laughs> but also, what the hell is the skin line? I don't think I knew. Oh yeah, this is like um, we've had Darius had one of these too. Yeah, it's like comic book kind of heroes, right? Where like you got yeah biotoxin Darius. I don't remember what the actual name of it was, but some stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's like, not fun though. Yeah, shit like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, now this is extra fun because there was an old promotion called the Heist uh, for Safecracker Evelyn and Pickpocket Twitch, where Constable Trundle and Captain Volibear specifically have a picture of Aurelia on the table with an X through it to show she's not a suspect in the heist. (laughs) (laughs) And she's also part of Immortal Journey. We talked about a little bit. Uh, Long ago, in an ancient land, many souls gathered beneath the gods to test the limits of their power. Foolish and arrogant, brave and just, their journeys are written into the immortal pages of history. So this is Divine Sword Aurelia. Um, Long ago, the demigoddess Aurelia challenged a headstrong dragon king to a duel, defeating him before all the members of his assembled court. In his hubris, he lashed out at her, and in return she sealed his power within her sacred blade so that he might find humility among humankind. Hmm. And the last two, which, for the record, don't have AUs associated with them, but they do have unique lore blurbs about them, and oh. one of them should be part of an AU, and it's <laughs> not, and it crushed me. Oh. Crushed. Sorry? Uh, the first one is Nightblade. In exchange for the power to expel Noxus from Ionia, Aurelia struck a bargain with an evil spirit, a decision that would prove costly when her humanity began to slip away. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. And the last one is Aviator Aurelia, how is this not part of day job? I assumed it was going to be a part of day job. It should be a part of day job. I love this skin, by the way. It's just so unique, like compared to yeah. all the others, right? And it's, it's so the one fucking I use cute. when I play. It is the one you use, and I have like a mad crush on Aviator Aurelia. <laughs> um, Jared Rosen, if you listen to this podcast, make Aviator Aurelia part of day job. 
We'll make uh, an few aviator. pilots. Hey, you. That's what oh, I was going to say. It's making more skins like this. Few. Yeah. Few war pilots were as skilled as Aurelia, whose flashy dogfighting earned her a place among the greatest soldiers in history. Dogfighting? It's like plane combat. Oh my god, I thought you meant she was like arranging <laughs> dogfights. What now? <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I love it. My she gets all dressed up crushed. like Amelia Earhart. <laughs> just a, a I was just really confused. <laughs> fuck. Why do they call it that? What the fuck? Anyway, go oh. ahead. After the war, she continued to fly fighter planes, never once losing her spark. That's great. Because well, she's not a dogfighter. And, so, and it says that at the end, too. And she doesn't fight no, actual dogs. She doesn't. Dog. She doesn't. Just to clarify. <laughs> That's funny. So those are all the AUs. Uh, all I've got left are a handful of fun facts. Go for it, hon. Yep. Just a few, because I feel like we've actually I, I've brought up uh, a few of them already throughout yeah. the course of the episode. So, I mean, we'll just go number one. She's voiced by, I should have looked up the pronunciation of this, uh, Sharami Lee. Does that? Maybe. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Cher- I don't remember the spelling. I'm, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. <laughs> uh, one, the, uh, the rework team mentioned that one of her original rework design ideas was that she was going to have six arms and hold a sword in each one of them. Ah, uh, excuse well, that's me? That's dope. kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be, right? General Kenobi! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't do it. <laughs> she, was, uh, she was nerfed before being released, which led to <laughs> that the... That should have been a red flag, right? <laughs> uh, led to the better nerf Aurelia meme, uh, where she continued to be nerfed yeah, in in case I mean it's 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 been a little while, so in case you know you haven't been on the Reddit, or in case you're only on the Reddit now and weren't on at the time, any time any champion was considered overpowered, uh, Aurelia would get hit with a nerf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unexplainable. You know, someone has to be the sacrificial lamb, and I guess she is it. Can we make it Viego now? Maybe Silas. <laughs> make it a, I have a lot of champions I would love to make, to make it. Yeah, action. <laughs> you can't nerf Silas. He just got buffed because he was too weak. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but that's all I have for Aurelia. Mm. All right. Any final thoughts on Aurelia besides our typical hashtag potential? Yeah. I want to read the Aurelia novella. The novellia. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of weird portmanteaus tonight. I don't know what right. the deal is. <laughs> too many. She lends herself to <laughs> it. I don't think you can have too many. Mm. <laughs> Portmanteau many. Okay. Um, no. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of potential. <laughs> um, I, I wish that the blade dancer stuff was communicated more in her like design and her in-game yeah. stuff because I think that the blades don't look like a shattered crest to me either. They look like blades, which is yeah. fine. But you know, for sure. Yeah, that stuck out. Um, I will say, I, I do kind of want to like play her again. Mm. and pay attention to her in-game animations. Because I will say, in the Awakened cinematic, I thought they did a pretty good job of the the blade dancing aspect of that in her mm. combat there. That was, it was very, you know, it was very graceful and very, like, you know, dancer-like movements. That was wonderful. I'm curious if that is actually in-game and I just never noticed. Mm. Yeah. I assume there's some aspect the of it, but... Yeah, that's fair. Maybe I'll have to give it a second look, too. All right. 
That was it. That was Aurelia. That's Aurelia. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, we post these on YouTube if you ever want to chat there. And we are on Twitter at Loreheads. And uh, join us. <laughs> join us next week. <laughs> because we'll be talking about the Green Father. <laughs> 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 I can't get over the fact that that's his title. He's also, Aurelia's got a sick burn on him, too. Green Daddy. <laughs> She's like in some forest, in some, or some forest is missing its idiot, or some shit like that. Oh my god, harsh! <laughs> she She's, well, we'll find out just how dumb the Green Father is next week when we talk about Ivern. <laughs> <laughs>